Welcome to the Opportunity Collective, a collaborative network of emerging leaders who are creating new opportunities for ourselves, but more importantly, for others. I'm Daniel Eccles, and I'm here to guide you on the path to turning your plan A into a reality. And that's the impact that you feel called to make. And here's the secret sauce and how we make it happen. Collaboration is greater than competition. By working together, we can accomplish far more than we ever could alone. In each episode of the Opportunity Collective, we showcase remarkable leaders, creatives, and entrepreneurs, and we start creating opportunities through three questions that we ask them. What are you excited about? How can you help? And how can we help you? So hey, join the Opportunity Collective and start collaborating with other emerging leaders to create opportunities. Addison Newell is probably one of the best representatives of a faithful entrepreneur that I can think of. So I'm very excited for him to be on the podcast. He has his hand in just about everything. He is doing a co-working space. He has real estate business. He also is consulting and doing things uh, with Working Genius and EOS. And we'll talk about all of that. But I really want you to Stick to the end of this episode. There are ways that you can interact with Addison. He is very knowledgeable, has a lot of things that he could help you in the things that you are building and doing. So I think you're going to really enjoy this episode with Addison. I don't think I know anybody as connected as Addison. So if you are wanting to connect with him, go ahead and do that. At the end of this episode, you will hear how to connect with him. So until then, here is Addison Newell. Whoopsies, we didn't hit record, and it was probably the best podcast that we've ever done on the Opportunity Collective. Darn. So, but it'll be even twice as nice the second time. We only really got like 30 seconds in there anyway, so listener, don't worry about it for us. But Addison's here. I'm really excited for you to meet him. I'm excited for you to hear about multiple things he is working on, passionate about the different things that are just laid on his heart. He feels convicted and called to create. And I think that you're going to, to get some nuggets there and let's let's see how he can help you with the, the things that you're working on and you might be able to help him out with some of the projects and the things that he's doing as well. So let's just kind of get collaborating. And Addison, why don't you introduce yourself to the listener, tell them about who you are, about some of the stuff that you're up to and what's actually important to know about you. Yeah. So, yep. Name's Addison Newell and I run a couple different businesses and one of them being Refinery46, co-working space, office space, event space here in South Broad Ripple, working kind of in the real estate space, running the building and dealing with a lot of like contractors and trades people who operate out of here made a nice little parlay into another project, which is my real estate ventures. So I run a property management company, which is a glorified way of saying I manage my own properties. <laughs> um, so I have like four little rentals, either in South Broad Ripple or in the Irvington community here oh, cool. in Indianapolis where I live. And uh, yeah, that company is called Funanani Properties, which I used to be a missionary in South Africa with Funanani Ministries. Funanani oh, nice. translates to let's help each other. So that mm. really is the heart of 
what we do with managing our properties. Also in that same vein is our little Airbnb, which we're hoping to have more in the future. So we kind of branded that as uh, Little Quixote Homes, so named after Don Quixote. So it's kind of looking and being a visionary. You see an opportunity, you see a house, and then we really dream up what it could be and what it could actually do. And so also gives us an excuse to make a really cute little windmill logo uh, to print on things and sell within our Airbnbs as well. So Oh, nice. um, So that, and then... The last part of my ADHD is uh, uh, <laughs> Provenient Consulting, so it's a more new venture for me, uh, but it's really kind of a organizational consulting, management consulting centered around the six working geniuses. Uh, so I went and got certified in that last year. It's something that I've been really passionate about. It's really directed a lot of the professional steps I've taken mm-hmm. in recent years, and I've really just enjoyed working with individuals, businesses, on understanding how work is meant to happen, how they are supposed to work, and then how they can work better together. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it sounds pretty random, all these yes. these things, yeah. but they really do kind of go together. And I think more often than not, like I, I know that there are listeners that are like, oh, yeah, I do real estate as well as yeah. uh, doing my day job. And then I'm yeah. also doing some coaching yes. <laughs> on the yes. side. So yeah. it's a pretty usual sort of a thing, I think, for our personalities to yeah. have our hands in a whole bunch of different pots, if yeah. you will. What was that word for helping? So it's funanani. So P F U. N-A-N-A. So we used to call it, to help people spell it, Funanane. So it's to do the Funanane, <laughs> but it's just Funanani. It's actually a, a Venda. Venda is the language that it comes from. South Africa has countless languages. So even in the village we operated in, Venda was not a language spoken. So it was still a mystery of how uh, the ministry got named a Venda word, even though that was not one of the languages that was spoken in that area. So um, nice. Yeah. I like that. I think that's the episode. It's going to go in the title. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We, one of the teachers at the, so the ministry had an academy, a children's home, and then we had the ministry as well. But one of the teachers would always end large group sessions with let's go Funanani each other. So he would always say that. And I was like, let's go, let's help each other. <laughs> yes. but uh, You got to be careful with that. Funanani yes. is, yeah. doesn't sound good at first, but yeah. it really is a, a nice word. <laughs> yeah, go Funanani one yeah. another. Yeah. 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 Oh gosh. Well, I, I think that's the whole point of what I want to do with the Opportunity Collective too, is uh, having people on here like yourself. We're just wanting to help each other, stir one another up towards love and good works and encourage one another on the things that are, are laid on our hearts to do. I think we're all called to create and that we have a lot of really good things to, to put out in the, in the world. And you just have multiple good things that, that uh, you're working on that you can offer the listener, that you can offer Opportunity Collective members. But with that also comes a lot of opportunities that yeah, you might need some help. So I, I think I'm excited to, to just, as we unpack the, your story and hear a little bit more about each of these areas, what yeah. what ways opportunities might get created from this conversation. So absolutely, I guess let's begin on the, the co-working space here. That's where we're at right now. We're in an elevator shaft. <laughs> so no video yet on this. I don't know how to edit that kind of stuff yet. So, but maybe eventually people could see this, but a nice space um, here at Refinery 46. What have you kind of learned though from a, a co-working space as far as like collaboration goes and some advice of uh, how to make the most of these spaces? Because they're in a whole bunch of cities and uh, a lot of 
I think entrepreneurs, creatives, and emerging leaders are isolating themselves and yeah. not wanting to necessarily invest, or they might think it's expensive to come into a co-working space. So how accessible are these spaces and what are some ways that they might be able to take advantage of it? Yeah. So yeah, co-working is just the the new phenomenon yeah, sweeping across, not just the nation, <laughs> but across the world. Um, Funny enough, I'm actually in a Facebook group, an international co-working Facebook group really? that is oh. extremely helpful. Anytime we have a question about what we should be doing in our space, I actually first go to that group and I'll be like, we're going to make three foot wide by 10 foot long tables and we're going to set them up here. And somebody will come in and say, it doesn't matter if your table's 10 foot long or five foot long, only two people will sit at it. You know, mm. so it's like, oh, don't make a 10 foot table for only two people to sit. Make six, five foot tables instead of three 10 foot tables. Right. So oh, it's wow. like little yeah. tips and tricks like that. And I, you know, I got that advice from somebody in Germany. So it's really cool to oh, like and hear then that. You know, it's real. Then, you know, the, it's the real. Germans yeah. would know. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so just being able to, yeah, have this like kind of and tap into this international system of people trying to do this and really Frankenstein their real estate into a way that accommodates more people yeah. than just a single office or turning it into a residential place. So I think there's a lot. You can just type in co-working, whatever city you're in. There's really cool platforms like Deskpask and Gable that you can use to help you find really cool spaces in different cities. If you're kind of mm -hmm. traveling around, maybe you want to reserve an office for a day or a desk, or you just need a meeting room. Like you can use those websites if you're struggling to find people through Google because then they can advertise those services and yeah. things like that. Yeah, so there's really endless options to talk about Refinery46 specifically and what my experience has been here as we've really built a culture. And I know a lot of people say that about a lot of things that they do, but like that's actually been one of the instrumental things I would like to hang my hat on from being here for just about two years or just over two years is we try to be as collaborative as possible with all of our members. So when somebody yeah. comes in, we have um, a list of contacts we're already going to uh, send intros to for them because we want them to be mm -hmm. in the building. We want them to start talking to people, want them to meet with people, and we want the other members in our space to become champions of the work that they do. Because we tell people we don't guarantee referrals, we don't guarantee income or that, you know, you pay us $150 a month for your co-working membership. Oh, you're going to make more than that from being here. But we can say the vast majority of our members all have landed contracts, landed relationships yeah. and partnerships just by showing up and saying hi to people. So to kind of sum that up and boil it down, we have three core values for our space. So it's being humble, being collaborative and growing. And so we believe if you show up humble, then that means you're open to collaboration. If you're willing to collaborate, that means you'll actually grow. And so we kind of try to tell people when they tour, hey, like, we're going to get really involved in what you're doing. <laughs> you know, we're not just like property managers. We're not landlords. We actually care about the success of your business, because if you come in and you phase out because your business goes out of business or your revenue dried up for a season, we take it personally that mm. we failed you because we didn't set you up to meet with more people and to find new opportunities as well. Yeah. So I think some people don't really like their quote unquote landlord being that involved in their business. But we're like, Hey, if you don't like that, then don't, don't come here. Yeah. There's a lot of other cool places you can go who will just want you to like show up, use the space, drink the coffee, go home kind of thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's exactly where people should go. They should kind of suss out the culture yeah. of different workspaces and make sure it actually fits for you and your needs before, you know, signing up a long-term commitment. But I think if you're hesitant about that and your landlord being that involved, you're probably more hesitant about networking in general. 
are you actually going to get out there and do the work that somebody's just kind of handing you some contacts and making yeah. it a little bit easier for you? Yeah. That's a great thing. And if you're hesitant about that, then you're probably hesitant about doing that yourself. Yeah. So accept the help. <laughs> and Absolutely. like that, that's, I think one of the hardest things about networking is it, it seems like that's all on, on yourself. But if there's any opportunity for you to be put in a space and just kind of have people introduced to yourself and you don't have to necessarily do the research or do all the things that, that goes along with yeah. having to figure out who to talk to, that is so much easier and it's going to uh, just give a lot better collaboration and leads yeah. in general. So take advantage of that sort of a thing. I mean, that's, I'm, trying to do that a little bit myself with this thing called the collab mm. that I'm piloting right now. I'm hoping to do it like monthly, but it's just an opportunity for Zoom yeah. meeting of all opportunity collective members. It's free monthly. Yeah. You come on, I do a little message about personal professional development. It's faith-based. And then we randomly assign you a partner to go over the same thing that we're talking about right yeah, now. Yeah. It's like, what are you excited about? How can you help? And uh, how could we help you? You do that with a partner and you don't have to worry about figuring out who you're going to talk to because yeah. it's just randomly assigned to you and you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, from that. that's awesome. So, so I, I think that that's definitely a huge benefit to joining a co-working space, especially if you find one that yeah. is that involved. I would be hesitant to say, just go to somewhere and drink the coffee and oh, sit yeah. down. Yeah. And, well, and we have some remote workers who, you know, they work for larger companies like venture yeah. capital firms or CPA firms. And it's like, I get it. Like you just want to show up, you want to put your headphones on and you got some numbers to crunch and some things. For and sure. I'm like, you are welcome here. That is awesome. You will not feel out of place. But we also understand that like our target market, our niche, we have boiled it down so far that it's small business owners. It's sure. people who want to grow. It's maybe their pivot into their that first venture or maybe the second venture and they need people to talk with. How many times somebody comes to me and they're like, I don't understand my Google business profile page and I don't know why I'm not getting the postcard. I don't yeah. know this. I don't. And I'm like, okay, go talk to Chad from the web guys. He'll be here on Thursdays because he's always working in one of those booths on Thursdays and just pop over, introduce yourself and say, can you answer this question? And he's the president of a really successful web development <laughs> company. And he will give yeah. you free advice right then and there. Yeah. You know, so like we have so many people like that, that if you just go over and say, hi, introduce yourself, you can drop your problem on them. And they're like, yeah, I'd love to help you. You're like, let's schedule a time or mm -hmm. let's talk right now. I've got five minutes. Um, and the number of those conversations that happen, that's what we know is hard to replicate elsewhere. Yeah, it um, is. An animation company coming down and saying, we just made our first ever pitch deck. Will you come up and review it with us? You know, or we mm. were talking to this person about a retainer. We've never landed a retainer contract before. How do we do that? You know, so it's like, awesome. Well, I can help you with the pitch deck. I've also never worked with someone on a retainer. So I'm going to call this person who also is yeah. a member here. They're going to come up and have that conversation. Or when that group lands the retainer client and they pop into a boardroom while I'm sitting there working and they're excited and they're telling me about it. And then I see our, a member of ours that's an architect walk by who also just landed a really big job. I'm like, hey, get in here. They just landed this job. You just landed this job. And it turns into a 30-minute powwow celebration for what everybody <laughs> just did. And I'm like, you can't replicate that yeah. elsewhere. And that's what we're trying to double down on at, at Refinery46, for people to share and celebrate what's going on. And last piece, we 
one of the owners, he did not intentionally come up with this quote. He kind of said it to me over the phone when he was actually interviewing me to take over and start doing the stuff that I'm doing. He said, man, starting a business is really hard. And a lot of the times, not even your family supports you, Yeah, but we do. Mm. And I was like that right there. Like that was the moment he kind of sold me on working here was like, I want to be the person who celebrates when you've left the W-2 and you're now going full time mm-hmm. and you're terrified and you're like, I need a lead. I need some revenue coming in. I need some prospects. I need some help. We want to celebrate that and then help you get going. That's awesome. Yeah. We just all need cheerleaders and people yeah. that are just going to listen and be excited about the things that we're excited about as well. So I'm getting a potential spam phone call. <laughs> well, edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> What's, what's a, a time, because you're also doing your own real estate ventures and yep. you have your, now you're consulting mm-hmm. a business that you're doing as well. Have there been any like really cool connections or, or things that you have benefited from, uh, from being here at Refinery? Yeah, yeah so uh, I mentioned kind of earlier with, with the real estate and then Refinery. So, so at Refinery, we have a lot of trades companies, construction companies, real estate companies that work out of here. So roofers, plumbers, electricians. And when you have rental properties or you're a homeowner, you know a lot of things go wrong. So I have saved thousands and thousands of dollars through my connections with people here in my real estate venture. So one, I bought a property, moved somebody in the, the day after, the day after that, so two days after owning it, a water line burst at the property. So I'm like, what am I going to do? And at the time, we had a member who was a plumber. And I called him and I was like, hey, can you come help me deal with this? You know, he's like, dude, I'm booked for two, two and a half weeks. And so now I'm calling Hope Plumbing. I'm calling Mr. Plumber. I'm like, I got to fix this because I'm bleeding money every day that yeah. this thing is not fixed. And Plumber, who was a member in our space, called me back the next day. And he said, I've rearranged everything. I can be there tonight and I'm going to start dealing with this. And he gave me a quote over the phone. He's like, it's not going to exceed this amount. And his quote was $2,000, $2,000, $2,500 cheaper wow. than what I was going to get from the more franchise. Now, there's nothing wrong with what Hope Plumbing or Mr. Plumber was doing. For I sure. mean, they could get to me today, you know, and that's, yeah. there's a benefit there, right? But for that member to come in and say, like, I've got you, I'm going to take care of this. Now, that might sound awesome in itself that I saved over $2,000, Fast forward two years, that same property, the yard starts flooding and I don't Mm -hmm. understand what's going on. I've called citizens and I'm like, hey, I think this is your responsibility because it looks like it's coming from under the street. They send out a technician. They say, nope, it's your responsibility. So now I call that plumber who had worked here before and I say, hey, like this is what's going on. He goes, don't worry, man. I got you because I took pictures of everything. I have everything recorded of what I did and what citizens was supposed to do. And lo and behold, he put in, or he'd requested that the supervisor for citizens put in a request to change a lead pipe. Cause as a plumber, and he explained all of this to me. So I'm just like, so thankful of the education experience I got from him where he's like, you know, plumbers can't touch that lead pipe. That was something citizens has to do. I talked with the supervisor to put in the work order that night. Cause he stayed past midnight waiting for that supervisor to show up the day he replaced that water line And he goes, they must have never come out and done that. He goes, I'll send you over everything I have. So he sends it to me. I'm calling citizens. I'm doing this for a week. I get a hold of someone there. I say, give me an email address so I can send this to you. I send everything over. Two days later, citizen says it was their fault. They should have fixed it. And then they went out and addressed the problem. Wow. And so I'm just like, that's, that's crazy, you know, but he's a small business owner that 
he's going to struggle, like people are going to struggle to find him on Google from time to time, right? Unless they're hyper local to him. But like, not only did he save me $2,000, $2,500, but he had documented things so well and he had yeah. educated oh, me so gosh. well. They saved me another massive expense of like having to pay another plumber to come out, excavate the ground, get under there and realize they can't touch it because it's a lead pipe. And that's something citizens had to do. Right. Anyway. So that's one oh, example. Better marketing among, though for him though. Too. Oh yeah. Like I, I, if I ever need a plumber, I want to talk to your guy. Yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely. And so there's that, there's uh, countless other stories, at least on the real estate side of uh, I needed to rewire an entire house and it was through a general contractor who connected me to his friend who's an electrician who was like, hey, he can help you in the evenings, basically. That electrician came, rewired my entire house in two days while I was gone out of out of state mm. and came back. Everything was done, ready to go. Unbelievable. Saved me so much money. Excellent quality of service, everything like that. And I'm like, how many people who operate in real estate don't have these connections? And I have those connections because I work here, yeah. because of the people I'm meeting and investing in. And I'm thankful. You know, it's still expensive, but again, I'm saving thousands and thousands of dollars on little jobs here and there that for somebody who is self-managing, and we're not talking about cash flowing thousands of dollars per month per property, it's like a couple hundred dollars per month. Right. That savings goes a really long way for me. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's really cool. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I'm going to switch us oh, yeah. a little bit to one of your other areas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it yeah. might feel like we're jumping around Very a bit, good. but we'll we'll probably connect them all in some way. So I mean, let, let's talk a little bit. We've talked about the co-working. We've talked a little bit about the real estate. Yeah. Talk a little bit about the consulting, about Prevenient. Yeah. What is Prevenient even? And why Working Genius? And how are you using that to, to create opportunities? And what yeah. can our yeah, so- emerging leaders learn from it? Yeah. So prevenient is like prevenient grace. So when mm-hmm. I was in college, I'd shared, you know, I, I accepted Christ my freshman year of college. And maybe a year or two later, I shared my story with a group of people. And someone came up to me after and was like, have you heard of the term prevenient grace? And I was like, no. And he's, he's, so I went and looked it up and he was just like, that describes your story. It was all the things God had been doing and working up to the moment of salvation that you were unaware of, that you did not see. And so I kind of logged that in the back of my mind. I was like, yeah, if I ever like start a company someday, I think I'll go with Prevenient. Because if you Google Prevenient right now, the only thing that comes up is the definition of the word and maybe articles on Prevenient Grace. So great marketing opportunity of like, nobody's (laughs) here yet, but it's a forever (laughs) a word that people are going to struggle with. And I'm like, it's convenient, but with pre instead of con, right? So that's that's kind of the way to, to keep it simple. So Prevenient consulting is really handling all of the things that come before landing that right hire, that come Mm -hmm. before success, before growth, before where you actually want to be doing the things you want to be doing. So whether it's taking the six working geniuses model by Patrick Lencioni and adapting that into your business or your personal life, if it's looking at the entrepreneurial operating system, EOS, and how Mm -hmm. can that structure and build your business, or it's a variety of other methods and tools that can help frame and structure things in a way that actually builds all of that stuff that exists before the moment you actually want. Mm. So we try to take care of the the dot, dot, dot. So the ellipses is the logo. So unintentionally in, in the ellipses, it's like a 25% complete, 50% complete, 75% complete little, little data circles that then culminate oh. in the fully complete word that you're looking to to finalize. So anyway, that's kind of like, that was always just like a little passion project. I think learning more about the models, being passionate about organizational yeah. psychology, management consulting fits really well with that. And since I've been here at Refinery, working with a lot of businesses, 
building my own businesses on the side. Yeah, people basically are like, hey, can I pay you to like do this more structured, like in a more structured format with me? And I think the moment somebody actually wrote me a check to be doing, I was like, I should probably start a business, you know, if I'm going to actually be receiving money from people. And so I went through the process of of finalizing it. And now I'm starting to advertise those services. Cool. That's awesome. And that's some things that you're certified in, like Working Genius. Yes. Yes. So the Working Genius I'm certified in, the Entrepreneur Operating System I'm not because it's like $40,000 to do that. So I was like, and I put on my stuff, I'm like, I'm experienced at integrating the the EOS model with people, whereas my working genius, it says certified facilitator. So I am unashamed. Anybody who looks into getting certified in in EOS, it's awesome. But you learn a lot from just reading the books on it as well and then practicing it. Yeah. And working genius, I've been really enjoying that myself. Me and my wife both enjoy that. I think it's really useful, especially from a a work standpoint. Yeah. I know a lot of like organizations are, are trying to use like Enneagram or other yeah. things for work. Yeah. And I, I don't like that. I think Enneagram is great for your shadow side yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like base yeah. motivations. And yeah. But kind of too personal, I think for, for some work things. Um, yeah. And I really like the working genius, how it, it kind of runs through a project and, mm-hmm. and everything too. And it's unashamedly just about how you like to work. It does not describe you. I mean, part of it does inherently describe you as a person, but not much. I mean, it just says like you like to operate this way. Whereas, yes, if you take the Enneagram, I'm I'm a challenger in the Enneagram. And man, I I should not show up to work like a challenger every day. (laughs) Sometimes I just need to get on board or, you know, I I love the predictive index. I thought that was really cool. And I took that assessment and it called me a maverick. And I was like, that's a cool name but I actually don't remember anything Mm. of what it means to be a maverick. Right. Or I I could never remember my Myers Briggs, you know, four letters or whatever that was, what it actually meant. Whereas working genius, I'm, I'm discernment. I'm galvanizing. Right. I like to discern and refine ideas and I like to get people moving and going. Right. That is simple. That is easy. My boss is wonder and invention. All right. He's all ideation. Like it's super easy to remember what people are on the six working geniuses and how they like to work. And then I can respect that when I go into a meeting. So when I'm trying to, you know, land some planes and say, all right, we need to do this. And my boss comes in and says, well, have we thought about Mm -hmm. this? I can say, love your ideation here, but put it in a parking lot because we got to land this plane right now. Right. And he's not offended because he, he, I'm calling out his genius. I I know this is where you thrive, but we actually have to finish this thing and we can always do version 2.0 later, but I have to send out this newsletter today. You know, So I can't rework the entire philosophy of yeah. the newsletter today. So it gets rid of a lot of those micro conflicts when you understand how somebody is meant to work and you just respect them for that. Right. And then you can help them mitigate and control what frustrates them with work and what drains them. And then we can kind of share that burden together. Yeah. And, and I like what you said too. It's not like a personality thing and it's not necessarily putting you in a, in a box yeah. uh, in any way. And I think a lot of people really can go against these things because like, I don't want to be put into a box sort yeah. of a thing, but I mean, we're both different, but we share a working genius of yeah. galvanizing, yeah. but my motivation for it is totally different than mm-hmm. what your motivation might be. But we both like to be in that space and it's just how we prefer to, to work yeah. discernment. You have that as something yeah. that you prefer to do. That's one of the things that I prefer not to do. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's one of my frustrations as well. So uh, I think it's it's cool to know what other people bring, just even for your own gaps. And this doesn't have to be something that only people that are um, working in an organization can benefit from. I think that if you're a creative solopreneur sort of a person, 
this is beneficial when you're working with the client. This is beneficial for looking for who your ideal clients would be or for if you need to get on to Fiverr and hire somebody for a task like, okay, I'm not going to be able to invent. It's one of my frustrations. I don't want to be in that space all that much. I got to get on Fiverr and and hire somebody that can do some invention for me and, and different areas of graphic design or whatever it is that might be frustrating you. Yeah. Well, we call that like, you know, we always think, oh, I have to hire somebody for this. It's like the number one thing we do if you're missing a genius or you're frustrated by something, borrow, borrow, right. borrow, borrow, get yeah. a mentor, get plugged into a group, yeah. get onto an f- international Facebook group, yeah. that uh, that co-working Facebook group that can solve a lot of problems for you when you don't have the wonder or the invention mm. for the ideation. Let them do it for you, right? I just worked with a, a franchise company and how their team, it was a team of three, so pretty small team, but they were missing invention altogether on the team. One person had wonder, but she was the, like the lowest seniority on the team. So typically we think of ideation coming from like leadership, Yeah. but where they had the most amazing like borrow outsourced option was they're part of a franchise network. So there's a corporate office and the corporate office, all they do is ideation. Hmm. All they do is wonder up what is the macro scale that's happening here that our franchises should be concerned about or should be thinking about. And they even invent solutions for them. Well, guess what this little team is good at? They're good at discerning and then getting it done. So like they, yeah. so they got the feeder system and they're borrowing yeah. this. And anyway, so it's really brilliant. And like when we, when I work with independent people or, or solopreneurs who are trying to build out things, the first thing we start to do, because when they look at a team map, they're like, they only see their names, right? So they're like, oh, this is empty. <laughs> I'm like, who do you know that can piece things yeah. together? So how do we go from borrowing geniuses to eventually outsourcing. So yeah. it might be hiring your first like virtual assistant or full-time or part-time person to, you know, bringing in family members, bringing in friends, like who can volunteer to like help me on, on these capacities just to start filling some of those gaps until we have the revenue to justify bringing in other people full-time. Mm. And then we kind of strategize from that. And it really for a lot of the, the solo operators is how do you control your frustrations? So it's, the working genius is just because you're you're gifted at something and you're frustrated by something else doesn't mean you have a hall pass from doing yeah, your frustrations. I sorry, right? I don't have to have tenacity at all. Correct, because I'm actually frustrated by tenacity. So I uh, I could just say, oh, I don't have to just, I'm just not going to get it done, right? right? Um, instead, I figured out an entire system mm-hmm. where I mitigate my frustration. So I calendar block. Uh, my social media, I, I hate posting on social media, but I know it's important to get the word out, to get advertised. And I do it a lot, but it's because I have 30 minute blocks three days a week where I'm like, all right, for 30 minutes, I'm setting a timer. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to get out the post. I'm going to create them. I'm going to get them out. If the 30 minutes are up, I'm going to send whatever I made. So like, oh, wow. no matter, so that's the yeah. pressure, right? And so my tenacity responds well to that timeline because it knows it's over in 30 minutes so I can double down into this, yes. right? So anyway, we work a lot with the yeah, the solo operators and like how do we control what drains you so it stops yeah. draining more of you, right? Yeah. You still got to do it, but how do we manage that? That's exactly it. Like I have to, for some just different administrative stuff, I have to get in a, a place where it's quiet. I, yeah. I got to get those noise canceling headphones on. I just yeah. got to get heads down. This is my time to do it. I'm just, I'm going to do it and yeah. whatever happens happens and then I won't have to worry about it later on in the day and then I can 
one not wonder because <laughs> that's not one of my geniuses, <laughs> but I can invent and mm-hmm. uh, spread the news about all these wonderful things that other people are doing. Yeah. I can do that all all day, the yeah. rest of the day, <laughs> and absolutely not be tired at all from it, and, and and excited to do so. So yeah, it's really helpful. I think that if you're a listener and you haven't done the working genius, I think. It's like what twenty five bucks, twenty five dollars. Yep. Yeah, it's there's a book that comes yep. along with it too, and then there's uh, Addison that you can contact yes. and uh, learn more about it as well. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I highly recommend the assessment, the book. I've heard from an executive coach before that you know knowledge is cheap and easy, changing behavior is hard. Oh gosh, and that's yeah. when you hire a coach. That's when you hire mm-hmm. a consultant. Is so if you read it and you're prompted to be like. I need more. I need to figure out how to integrate this. Again, I'm someone, it resonated with me and I started integrating it immediately into my life. And I started looking to how can I dig in more? There's a, a whole podcast series. That's the working yeah. geniuses. It's amazing. You can even skim through for the ones that are relevant to you. But that moment where you're like, I need to integrate this into my team, or I just need an, uh, another set of eyes on how I should be adapting this into my life. Like that's where I kind of shine to come in and be that that extra voice that's like, here's some more structure, here's some more thoughts. I study this all the time. But man, you can go really far just reading the book, just taking that's the true. assessment. Yeah. And I'm happy to share a ton of resources for free. But that moment that you're ready to like change behaviors, then we can really talk of like, all right, what's the actual process to integrate this mm-hmm. fully into your life? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a that's a, a good I don't know, boundary. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Just to to know, I I think that there's a lot that people would be like, oh, I I can't uh, afford something right now, or I don't want to pay for something. But I think that a lot of people who have expertise in an area are willing to give out a lot absolutely. of information for free. But then if it's if you want the accountability, if you want to move forward, if you are really looking to change some behavior. Like that's going to take a lot, a little bit more oh, yeah. and everything, but that means you're serious and happy to have that conversation. And then it's actually worth your time. But if you're just looking for help and looking for information or to be pointed to somewhere and you want to do a lot of the work yourself, I think you should just ask instead yeah. of assume that, oh God, I can't afford to, to yeah. ask this question Absolutely. to this consultant. Uh, yeah. They have a consultant title. That's yes. intimidating already. <laughs> well, I feel like I have to tell people, I just got coffee with someone last week and had to explain to him, even though he didn't ask, I was like, hey, I will meet with you for free to talk about this because I love it. You know, yeah. so just don't ever hesitate to ask me questions about it because I know that if it resonates with you, guess who you're most likely to talk to about this is your business and your employer and your team. And then that's where, you know, I can come in and we can do a more systematic thing. But if it means helping you find purpose in what you're doing and find fulfillment in the work that you're doing, I'll do that all day. So he took the assessment this weekend, sent it to me. I said, I sent him over three PDFs. I was like, read these three things, fire back some questions. If you want to get coffee, let's get coffee at some point. Right. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're just like, this is really interesting. Yeah. Just talk to Addison. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Information's in the show notes on his website. You'll see <laughs> lots of references to email me. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's really, it's very humorous. You should go check out his website over there, Provenient. And that's also in the show notes. But yeah, it's it's funny. The you know, Five steps, email me, email me, email me. <laughs> yes, that's where it all starts. If you don't email me, we always say, if it's not in an email, it's not real. So it's true. That's, that's how yeah. we go. That's where we kickstart the process. <laughs> so I always try to get people to email me. So that's funny. Yeah, that's true. And people just want you to reach out way more than we what we actually do. So 
give feedback, email, let us know what you need. Um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's one way. I mean, we've talked to over a couple of things. You're, you're excited about real estate. You and me, have, I was just curious and wanted to hear more one time. And I think we, we chat a little bit about that. I haven't taken any behavior changes to, <laughs> to go anywhere with that. Yeah. But you would probably be willing, I assume, to, to talk to people about real estate. You're passionate and excited about some of this uh, organizational development work with uh, Provenient that you're doing. Yeah. Co-working and some of the stuff that you're doing here, you want to see the success of other small businesses, uh, entrepreneurs, creatives, people that are in the Opportunity Collective. So those are some ways that you can can help Opportunity Collective members. Are there any other skills, tools, gifts, products, services that you offer emerging leaders, creatives, and entrepreneurs? Truly across the, those those three industries and what, what I'm doing is just connections. Yeah. Uh, I love to just connect people to other people. I think as we were talking kind of off air saying that a lot of people come to me and ask like, Hey, do you know somebody mm-hmm. uh, who would fit this role? We're hiring for it. Do you, um, do you know a company that would be hiring for this or who should I talk to about uh, getting a loan? Cause I want to buy my first house. Yeah. Actually a client had uh, one of our very first conversations had explained their financial situation to me and was just saying, I, I want to be able to buy a house, but I, I'm not sure if I make this decision or this decision how that will impact it. And I was like, oh, well, let me introduce you to so-and-so at this lending company because they work magic and they will also be able to explain everything to you. Or I have a, a client out in uh, Montenegro that is not in Africa, that is actually across it's from Italy. <laughs> I did not know that until I kind of looked it up. And he had a crazy, complicated, nuanced like tax question. I'm not a tax expert, but I was like, when we're off this call, I'm going to email my two CPA friends yeah. and I'm going to explain the situation and we're going to see what they say. Let alone right. Montenegrin tax. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so just being able to connect people to other people, I somehow am constantly a conduit for that. And I, I take pride in not transactionalizing my relationships with people. So yeah. know that if you reach out, it's, it is again, free of charge. It is providing sure. joy and fulfillment to the other people in my network who come to me and ask for mm-hmm. connection. Um, and it makes me happy to see people grow and do business yeah. together. And, you know, maybe when it's that general contractor friend who I connected to a church who then gave him a, you know, $400,000 bid on a job, I was like, maybe I should have transactionalized that one, but not quite, you know, so I'm still happy that, you know, he had this really great opportunity. And I'm like, that means he's going to be a success. Right. And then that means that um, I'll be able to tap into him later when I need something for this person or myself and really just building yeah, that social capital with friends right. and colleagues and things like that. Yeah, so. and, and and doing it in a way. I mean, it's not like taking advantage of other people yeah. or other things. I, I honestly, I'll admit, I think that it, it started that way for me. I I do like to collect people, yeah. <laughs> as yeah, I yeah. say and stuff. And I, I think that that was my own ambition and selfishness at, yeah. at first. But I, I think that that's part of the development of it too. Yeah. So if you're afraid that your motives aren't aren't great for the networking at first. Yeah just keep with it. And I think that over time, if you're afraid the motives aren't, aren't good, that means that you're probably going the right direction. It's the people that aren't afraid of their motives or keeping themselves in check that will end up taking advantage of other people or other things like that too. So give yourself some grace and some time to develop yeah. The, the, the networking skills and then also the just the motives behind it being uh, even more helpful and, and good for the people that you, you know. 
Yeah. And something I've heard you say before is the, it was kind of really that abundance mindset versus like a scarcity mindset. Yeah. Right. And like, that's something we really push here at Refinery46. We started, actually, we started industry-based cohorts that get together once a month. Mm -hmm. So we have a marketing and creatives. They were actually the ones who started this whole thing because we had 10 people operating in website development, animation, video production, and just kind of other marketing adjacent industries. Four of the companies all do video production. They are direct competitors of each other and they operate in this building. And what came out of a few conversations was they kept asking me questions that really each each of them had the answer to, not me. So I decided, all right, Refinery46 is going to sponsor a monthly lunch for these people. We're going to get them together. It's going to be a roundtable discussion. That group has flourished. I mean, we got like yeah. 14 to 15 people who show up a month and they sit there and they talk, I mean, literally about strategies that they're probably going to be using to engage the exact same clientele. But there's no fear anymore. They're coming with this abundance mindset of like, I can learn so much more from you. There's so much business out there. There is. For me to tap into. Similarly, we started a real estate one. So for anyone who's in the trades, construction, real estate, investments, anything like that, they come once a month for a happy hour. And then we do the coaching and consulting breakfast also. And so we're always looking to add more industry-based groups because we know the value when somebody comes in with that abundance mindset. You're going to learn so much more from your competition, quote unquote, than somebody who just operates in a different industry than you. Mm -hmm. And so that's what, it's really cool to see those conversations that happen because you walk away with so many more tactical skills to take. But a lot of people won't show up if they're like, well, other real estate agents are going to be there. Other you know, yeah. GCs are going to be there. I don't really want to compete for the leads. It's like, you're not coming for leads. You're coming to build champions and to like actually grow mm-hmm. with the people that are in the room. And so we've already seen a ton of work come out of, I think that marketing creatives one, we actually had a marketing agency attend and uh, she has hired uh, all those video production companies at some point. So <laughs> it was like, it was so cool. Yeah, well, they yeah. used to do their own s- thing too like i would even challenge i don't think that they're in competition yeah uh, for the same clientele it might look like it similarly Mm -hmm. on paper just from a a geographical like oh they're all in the same area in the same building so Mm -hmm. they're competing for uh, the same clients but each one of them is doing the video production for a different reason yeah and therefore the people that uh, they're going to speak to and that they can help craft their messages and their videos are just going to be different, different clientele. But uh, the strategies, they can all share knowledge and the strategies in order for each of them to reach the people that they're going to reach that the other person just can't. Absolutely. So uh, I, I, all day collaboration over competition. Yeah. It's it's just I don't think that the competition is as real as what we assume it is and our yeah. culture just wants us to to get into competition more and more yeah. um and that that is the answer and then that will will drive uh, market and stuff like that but I, I just don't don't see that from my own experience yeah absolutely um at all so that's helpful yeah um we'll we'll put your information just ways that you can uh, continue to help people in that but how could we help you if there's somebody in the Opportunity Collective. I mean, we have artists, we have yeah. musicians, we have real estate people yeah. uh, that you already know them and stuff. But what ways do you, you maybe need some help or some frustrations or some challenges are, are happening for you that you might have some questions on and maybe somebody knows? 
Yeah. So probably sticking with Refinery46 first, getting more and more people in the building. So ways that people can help is, you know, if you're looking for, we, we donate our space all the time. So if people are needing to do a workshop and you've been thinking, oh, I, I have 30 people I'd like to get together and do a training for, but I, you know, if you go out and try to like book a space, it's pretty expensive you know, to get those rooms. Talk to us. We would gladly donate the space to you. Because we want to see you get some rhythm, get some momentum and start doing that. If you have a nonprofit event, you know, we do really heavily discounted rates that we've heard time and time again from people like, I could not find something this affordable anywhere. And it's because Mm -hmm. our event space is not, we don't live and die by it, right? Anything that we generate from that is kind of gravy on top because our bread and butter is co-working in office space, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, just making sure that people are aware of that because we know that our, our number two lead source of like members and events are people who have referred us to other people and explained who we are or attended an event here. So we always want to leverage our space to add value to people, but at the same time, get our name out there. Cause it's, it's amazing yeah. how hard it is for people to know who you are, what you do and where you're at, <laughs> you know? So yeah, like any is. way that we can increase that, we're happy to kind of offer that facility in exchange. And then for, yeah, Provenient Consulting, it's really just talking with people who, again, can be an individual. It can be a team who are just like, I have to be able to work better. They're ha- mm-hmm. I have to be able to figure out uh, what I'm supposed to be doing. Maybe they're at a career changing moment and they're like, I don't know where to pivot, what to do. Or maybe, you know, I've worked with somebody who was in one industry for 25 years, had two job opportunities in front of them. And they're like, I don't know which one's the right one. Mm. So I had them take the assessment. We looked at it. I said, both of them are the right one. But (laughs) one is a little better if you ask these questions depending on their answers, right? So just giving Uh, people the way to like read a job description, questions to ask in that interview that actually make sure that you're saying yes to what you should be saying yes to and what you actually want that when you get in there, you're going to thrive and not, you know, be miserable because I've been there before, you know, and it's like, it's not fun to be in that position. So any individual that's trying to make that, that decision, they might say, I hate my job. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be doing. I have to be able to work better. Anyone saying that, I would love to talk with them again for free over some coffee and just share a little bit about my experience and how I've walked a similar journey. And then any teams who want to create a common language for how work is supposed to happen, how they are individually meant to work, and then how they should be working together as a team. Uh, I would love to just talk with those people. And if the working geniuses is not a fit, right? Or the entrepreneurial operating system is not a fit. I'll tell you, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll clearly say this is not what you should be doing because back to my discernment and galvanizing, I like to refine the right idea and pick mm-hmm. it. And then I like to motivate you to move from point A to point B. Well, if you don't move to point B, then I personally feel like I failed. Right. And then I don't get the fulfillment from it. I need to see the movement actually happen for someone. So i never offer things that I don't actually think are going to be beneficial to somebody because then I'm depriving myself of that fulfillment. So yeah. Yeah. um, That's a good point. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, where can listeners find you, contact you, say hi. Yeah. So Addison, A-D-D-I-S-O-N at refinery46.com. That is my email address or it's a lot harder to spell, but Addison at provenientconsulting.com is the <laughs> other email address. Yeah. you. I, I wish I could tell you like, oh, go follow me on social media. And I'm like, even though I'm so active and posting on it, I don't actually use my own social media, probably besides LinkedIn. So maybe LinkedIn's the LinkedIn, right place yeah, to find me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, 
uh, I'd never engaged with Instagram until I started running Refinery46 a few years ago. So yeah. um, anyway, there's a lot of funny stories of like trying to get a hold of people who I'd lost their numbers and I could find them through Instagram, but no other platform. And I'm messaging them from the Refinery46 account like, hey, this isn't a spam call. This is actually cool. Addison. I'm trying to get a hold of you. And I, this is the only way I know how to get in touch with you, right? Like that stuff happened all the time. So um but yeah, email is always the best. And so yeah, I recommend going there. For sure. Yeah, okay. Uh, those are all in the show notes. And uh, yeah, uh, for some reason, it's already like been 50 minutes and <laughs> and also some missed recording that we, we talked before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, thanks so much, Addison, for finally getting together. I'm just excited to, to see what you're up to and excited to hear about it. And if there's any way that I can help too. You just let me know, and I hope that some opportunities get created for for you, but also for people listening to this, that we each are just able to step a little bit more towards the the good things, the abundance that the Lord has for us. So I I think that that's really good. And what was the word again? Fudanani. 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 P-F-U-N-A-N-A-E. All right, everybody. (laughs) Go out there and Fudanani, all right? (laughs) That's what what we're going to do, so... (laughs) Go Food and Nani, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Well, there you have it. Go ahead and Food and Nani one another. Go help one another out. Collaborate, and that is how you will create more opportunities. You don't have to be in competition. There's so much knowledge out there for you to learn and to continue to create opportunities for the things that you feel led to that you are building in your life, whether you're a creative, an entrepreneur, or an emerging leader. Go ahead and contact Addison. He would love to chat with you. And I would also love to chat with you as well. If you are ever curious or have a question or have a guest suggestion for me for the podcast, go ahead on my Instagram, D-J-E-C-C-L-E-S on Instagram and send me a message. Talk to you later. And until next time, we're going to continue to create more opportunities for ourselves, but more importantly, for others.